Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to Building This Community. This is your city business and policy development podcast. We're your hosts, Luke Patrick and Andrew Klump. Welcome to this week's episode of Building This Community. Today, we don't have a guest. We are simply trying to do a season one recap. Yeah, we want to wrap up the season, maybe touch on anything we might have missed out on any of the episodes and uh, give you guys an update on where we stand for season two. Yeah. And so the goal here is what types of things have we learned from maybe some of these episodes that we can highlight? And then also, what's our goal for this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So one one thing I think is incredibly important. Just starting from the beginning, the Trees Louisville episode with Cindy Sullivan, uh, again, she was phenomenal as most of our guests were. But one thing I didn't mention that I feel a little remorse of is that there's a really important policy that I think most local uh, legislators are not aware of. And that is when repaving roads, being aware of historical trees. So, for example, in Audubon Park, last time we just repaved, I went out and made sure, met with our arborists, met with some civil engineers to make sure where we have historic trees protruding into the street and, and essentially pushing up the roadway, Yeah. How, how to deal with that, right? And so what our paving company did is they paved around it. And they milled maybe some of the initial concrete off the top, but they paved around the tree. Rather than just like shearing off the tree and like keeping the road as is, right? Yeah. So like a milling machine could just go straight and do a clean cut, which we've had that happen in the past. And I know if you go around in other places in Louisville, Tyler Park, for example, there's legitimately, they reap the Metro repave the street and it just kept the street at its purported uh width and did a clean cut the root is just cut square yeah and And, i'm sure that probably damaged if not killed several trees yeah i mean i've talked to an arborist in the past that said any tree that 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 has happened to will likely be down within 10 years and that's like it could be a hundred year old tree that could be down within 10 years because of just not doing the diligence to pave around trees that have protruded into the street and I mean, that's a tough trade-off. I understand not wanting to like give too wide of a bump out, you know, on mm-hmm. the curb. Cause it could be, you don't want drivers to be, you know, kind of unaware and then like curb their car or something, but like it, well, it's already there. I mean, it's like exactly. they're literally already yeah, either driving over to, it or going around it as is. True. Right? True. But no, I, it's just one of those things where like you wish that they would listen more to kind of the experts and in this this instance it'd be arborists and people with kind of a background and it's an awareness thing and then it also guess what it does people that talk about wanting speed bumps if you have trees protruding in the street guess what happens people slow down they go around it and and it keeps with the beauty of the street rather than putting in something that's noisy and and i think in my opinion overbearing on on streets like speed bumps absolutely um Another couple of issues I think that we touched on, uh, I think the important aspect of having on the, the cooperative uh, podcast with, with Cassa Heron, yeah. the co-working 
podcast with Bridget Morrissey and the the Benefit Corpse, yeah, with B-Corps. with Ben Smock. Oh yeah, those three podcasts, I think, to me, uh, kind of gets at the goal of our podcast series. Oh yeah, it's like a new new approaches to business, new, new avenues to try and expand your business or expand your workspace, you know, and, and there are things that you five, 10 years ago, you really didn't see in Kentucky. You, I mean, especially for B Corps, we didn't have still, you don't really see a ton of them in Kentucky. Exactly. <laughs> but we're seeing uh, more interest, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and hopefully that will uh, materialize into actual developments in that realm. And, and we can see, you know, more co-working spaces, more, more businesses that are formed as B Corps and uh, anything that we could do to try and get the word out. Like I'm, I'm happy for, you know, well, and again, this is about this podcast is about city development, right? So it's how do we bring ideas that we are seeing in other places? And so what we want to do is I think start having a little more national international perspective uh, maybe next season, but what those three locals did uh, that we interviewed is that they are working to bringing these national and international concepts. So we talked on those podcasts about how co-working spaces and cooperatives are huge in Barcelona and Spain. Yeah. And then also, if you look at the coastal cities in America, co-working spaces are getting big or have been big. Asia has had co-working spaces forever. Um, and then you also have cooperatives, and benefit corps are very big. I mean, if you have a benefit corp in New York or LA, people seek out those companies to buy from simply because of their purpose. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you also have cooperatives being useful in a variety of ways. I mean, San Francisco is in a housing crisis right now, and they're using housing cooperatives to help alleviate some of those issues. So it, it really is just saying, okay, where are these policies working? How can we use them here? And it was very important to us to have people bringing these new ideas into the state, things that we haven't seen be successful here in the past. Yeah, absolutely. It hits on the idea that, I mean, we mentioned it with Michael Lindenberger when we were talking about looking at Houston and and, uh, trying to mimic the best ideas of cities around the country of cities internationally, you know, take the good and kind of leave the bad and um, incorporate that into our decision-making into our policy-making here. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's kind of one thing I wanted to bring up too, maybe with like the co-working spaces is that you're starting to see more innovation in that space too. So you have the traditional type, which is what Bridget is doing uh, where it's the pay and you get the space, you get access to conference rooms, other things like that. Some places are starting to do free ones. I think Asia has done some, um, Chase bank is kind of doing like a coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. Idea in try and in drive people into the bank for, for other purposes, but then maybe they'll end up using their services. Exactly. You know? So it's, it, it's an interesting concept. I think the free ones are, let's just make, a coffee shop more business oriented, you know, have breakout space available, have a, and just upcharge the coffee. So it, it's an interesting concept. I think different ways of that can work. Uh, and it's all about community building, I think was what Bridget hit on. So it's just interesting to kind of keep tabs on those industries and see how it's evolving and seeing what's working and what's not. And I, honestly, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. I know I get most of my studying and most of my business done at coffee shops, like yeah. all around the city. So like if they were to just lean into that 
a little bit harder. I think they could easily see a, a huge benefit, you know, to being able to provide that space for people to meet and talk and, and discuss, you know, their businesses. It's, it's a good idea. I, I think, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then I think the other one we probably want to talk about is the Michael Lindenberger episode. He gave good insights onto the culture of <laughs> where national reporting is going and then also where, uh, local reporting in Louisville. In particular. Yeah. And I, I know we hit on this in that episode, but I bring it back to the uh, talking about local artists and what we could do to kind of incentivize mm-hmm. that. I, I thought that was one of the most unique perspectives, one of the most unique uh, suggestions when we asked about uh, policy changes that our guests yeah. would have liked to have seen. And uh, I, I really loved that discussion. I think it's not something that I thought about ever prior to hearing mm-hmm. him mention it, but I've thought about it a lot since. And I think anything we could do to try and drive that, that type of artistic innovation is overall a great thing for our city. Yeah. Well, and I think he brought up two, uh, two of the three ideas that were spurred just from our conversations that I want to delve more into in the future, whether it's season two or, or beyond, but he brought up the idea or we talked about, uh, uh zoning with him is i think would be a great standalone episode and he also talked about the arts which i think would also be a great standalone episode seeing how other cities develop their own art culture and the other one that that came up was alby albert schrammer bringing up the idea of bourbonism and just maybe we need to get someone from the bourbon industry in the future just to kind of talk more about where that industry is going uh i mean alcohol plays a role in in most major cities, but it probably plays a bigger role in, in Kentucky and Louisville yeah. more so than any. So th- those are definitely some areas I want to go into. And the, the other area that I think we need to go on to quickly is an urban planning uh, oh, perspective yeah. at some point, Yeah, whether that's from a bicycling perspective or whether that's just from a pure street design or, or back into zoning, it, it can kind of blend, but there's so many different avenues that you can go through from, from a planning perspective. No, no question. And I, you mentioned bicycling and it's funny because I've seen, and you've mentioned, I think before that uh, Louisville consistently ranks high on the list of like bicycle friendly cities, like across the nation. And I don't know that the actual experience in riding around the city matches makes that. Yeah. It's not a fair uh, description. It's, I don't think it's purely, if you look at it, like the maps that the city puts out, it's, I think the reason we rank high on some of those, and again, I'm not a cyclist, but I think we rank high because there is a lot, a large number of yeah, there's bike a lanes. High, there's a high total number of biking lanes. And they also, but they also count the, suburban streets that are low traffic that they put sharrows on that have been proven to not do anything. Yeah. People don't know uh, how to use them. And they, they all, it's, it's yeah. like traffic circles, you yeah. know, they're, they're like they're great in theory, but people have to understand. Well, I, how love, they I love traffic circles. Oh no, but, they're great. They're great. <laughs> uh, the issue is people not knowing what to do. Well, I, but, but sharrows just tell you to slow down. I mean, or to share the road that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't provide any guidance yeah. whatsoever. Uh, but the, the other issue too, is that, there are bike lanes all, you know, throughout a lot of our parks. 
mm-hmm. that also get to count towards it. And we are a good park city. Yeah. So it all that adds up together to making us appear like we're one. If you look at the map and take away certain, like the park lanes or maybe some of the suburban sheroes, there, there's nothing. And, and the bike lanes just do not connect. But that's so, the biggest issue. There's, there's gaps. You know, the massive gaps, there's massive gaps to prevent a continuous path along that would be useful, I think, for Mm -hmm. the city, you know, agreed. Well, so with that said, I think we we probably want to wrap this up a little bit here soon, but I think we want to talk about where we want to go next season and our first season we were releasing weekly. I think we're going to scale that back and start doing bi-weekly episodes just because we give really dense topics. We want to give people enough time to, to listen and have more of a digestion of what we're hitting on. Yeah. And, and give us time to, to prep, get ready for the guests in, in an appropriate manner so that, mm-hmm. you know, we can ask them the hard hitting questions that, <laughs> that you guys have come to expect. Uh, and, and then I think we want to continue to, get that national international perspective of different policies and different industries that, that would shed light and compare to a place like Louisville that may not have all those uh, policies or industries like a coastal city or an international city might have. Yeah. Also gives us more time to, to schedule around uh, scheduling conflicts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true too. <laughs> so, but that's, that's where we're going. And we, we certainly appreciate you all uh, listening to us. And hopefully if you have uh, guest suggestions, what, what do you think they should do? Luke? I think they should reach out to us on Twitter or on our email uh, on Twitter. You can find us at building this com, or you can reach out to either of us individually. I'm at LMP 43. And I'm Andrew J clump. Absolutely. And so then our Gmail is building this community at gmail.com. So any, any way you want to reach out to us, feel free. If you have guest suggestions or connections, uh, we are always open to hear uh, new ideas and new concepts because that's again, the point of this podcast. Yeah. Your all's input really helps us out a lot. So, well, anyways, guys, thanks. And we, we certainly appreciate you listening. Definitely. We'll see you guys next season. As always, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us on Building This Community. If you'd like any more information, you can follow us on Twitter at buildingthiscom, C-O-M, or you can follow Andrew at Andrew J. Klump. And you can also follow Luke at LMP43. Definitely subscribe, and we look forward to talking to you guys next week.